This is BoroughCast from Scarborough Borough Council. Hello and thanks for streaming or downloading this podcast from Scarborough Borough Council. This is the May 2022 edition of BoroughCast with me, Andy Carter and... Gabrielle Giancio. The days are getting longer and it seems the sunshine is getting stronger too. And putting aside national newspaper predictions of weeks on end of temperatures approaching 30 degrees Celsius, it does feel like summer could finally be on the way. And like us, I'm sure you are excited by the prospect. Are you excited by summer, Gabrielle? I'm hoping so, Andy. It has cooled off a little bit the last couple of days, but with any luck, it will pick up. Absolutely. So uh, let's go through what we're packing into this edition of BoroughCast. Over to you. So we've got the latest news on our investment plans for Filey, a look ahead to the Armed Forces Day national event on the 25th of June, and also why we need your help to keep rubbish moving during the Platinum Jubilee weekend. And we'll introduce you to a feature you can contribute to as we take time out to appreciate the sounds of our borough. This is BoroughCast from Scarborough Borough Council. But first, this episode, the government has approved business cases for 10 transformational investment and regeneration projects in Whitby and Scarborough. It has also released funding totalling £37.3 million to allow the schemes to go ahead. The investment will see Scarborough receiving £20.2 million and £17.1 million is going to Whitby. The Department for Leveling Up, Housing and Communities confirmed its decision earlier this month. The announcement is a significant milestone in our plans to build a better borough for local communities and help deliver long-term economic growth in both towns. We asked our council leader, Councillor Steve Siddons, his reaction to the news of these business cases and the money all being approved. We've been expecting news from, from the government. We put our bids in back in late February, early March. Uh, business cases and uh, we expected to find out sometime in June so it came as a a little bit of a surprise but it was a a fantastic surprise Uh, when I heard that the uh, results had come out we had been awarded the full amount of money and all the projects that we put forward the 10 projects have all been approved so um, I think you, you sit back and think wow Uh, I didn't really expect that. I hoped we'd do well. I'd seen the projects. I knew we'd put some really good, strong business cases in. But I'm conscious of the fact that the government has limited amount of money to be able to spend, uh, given the circumstances we're in. And uh, we may have not got the whole amount that we wanted, but we did. So that's great. So let's just unpack it a little bit and maybe back up a bit. What are the Towns Deals funds and, and how have we been involved in them? The, the Towns deal is a project, it's part of the overall levelling up uh, projects that, that people will have heard about probably on the news. Uh, it's, it's designed by the government to try and make sure that the north of England fares better than it has done over the last few years. And, and whilst I don't want to get into the polit- political arguments about that, what's important is that Scarborough is, is an area of deprivation. There's, there's a lot of um, quite wealthy parts of Scarborough and Whitby and Filey, but there are also some some areas of deprivation. So we were given um, the opportunity to be able to bid for a slice of money. And the government told us how much money was available about a year ago, 18 months ago, and it was a total of 37 million. 
and we were invited to bid for schemes within that. So we to put forward proposals. We did that through very broad com consultations, conversations with the public, conversations with businesses, and we formed two groups. And again, you know, without getting too technical about Townsdale boards, it was a group of people within each, within Scarborough and within Whitby who care about these towns and wanted to make sure that we do our best with them. So I'm incredibly grateful to all those people who've been involved in that and the staff who've worked tirelessly to get these schemes put together. And the results we heard on Monday, uh, we've, we've done incredibly well. And I think this is going to make a huge amount of difference to both Scarborough and Whitby. If you'd like to hear more of that interview, go to scarborough.gov.uk forward slash podcasts, where you can stream or download our In Conversation With podcast. In the first edition, our leader Steve talks about two of the town's deal projects in more detail, North Bay and the Scarborough Harbour and West Pier scheme. We also discuss loud voices and wetsuits. You'll have to listen to find out exactly what that means. Before we move on, we should point out that our In Conversation With podcast is your chance to put questions to the Leader of the Council or another member of his Cabinet. So if you have any burning queries or something you'd like to ask them, send an email to podcasts at scarborough.gov.uk and you could be featured in the June edition. Let's turn our attention to Filey now, and three play areas in Filey are to be refurbished at a cost of £400,000. The sites at Glen Gardens, Copse Hill and Filey Country Park will be improved as part of our exciting investment programme for the town. Earlier this month, our Cabinet gave permission for us to start the process to tender for a contractor to carry out the work. At the same time, we continue to work with the people of Filey and the Town Council to develop a master plan for investment. Well, Gabrielle, you've been following this story. Um, exactly what is this master plan for Filey? Well, of course, Filey wasn't included by government in its Towns Fund programme to bring new investment to towns and cities throughout the country. And of course, we didn't want Filey to miss out. So we've set aside £1 million from our own resources to support improvement and regeneration in the town. Last year, we carried out a survey to better understand local people's priorities for Filey, and this has been followed up with further consultation meetings. So what did that um, feedback tell us? What it told us in a general sort of short version is that four themes have emerged from the work. Um, we've given them the headings of Active Filey, Attractive Filey, Accessible Filey and Resilient Filey. These could lead to changing the way the urban spaces are designed, improving public areas, updating or building new infrastructure, regeneration and also supporting the voluntary sector. And are we still having conversations in Filey with locals? Yes, we are. In the week we're recording this alone, we've been asking school students what they'd like the money spent on. And on Saturday the 28th of May, we've arranged a consultation event at the bandstand in Crescent Gardens from 10am to 1pm and also by the children's rides on the promenade from 1pm to 4pm. We appreciate that you may be listening to this podcast after the 28th of May, but the good news is that there will be plenty of other opportunities to feed in your views. So when do you think we'll expect to see the final version of this plan? We hope to publish the final version of the Filey Master Plan in July.
Great, thanks, Gabrielle. Well, meanwhile, Whitby, Filey and Scarborough are to benefit from a further investment to improve the way all three towns look. We're calling it Project Sunshine 2, and it builds on the money we spent in 2021 to spruce up our seafronts and town centres. In Whitby, our £865,000 investment will cover the cost of deep cleaning pavements, new planters and seating, fixing the cliff lift and repainting. And that's just some of the things we'll be doing. And in Scarborough, we're planning to spend £870,000, which will include repairs to McBean Steps between the Grand Hotel and Foreshore Road, new flower beds at the Open Air Theatre in North Bay, a water sports hub and also repainting. We're also putting aside £190,000 for Filey, in addition to the £1 million I talked about earlier, and £75,000 has been allocated for improvements to coastal villages. So you'll notice our teams and contractor staff out and about across the borough in the coming months. You're listening to BoroughCast, a podcast from Scarborough Borough Council. Rubbish news now. Not that the news is rubbish, but we want to talk about rubbish and to make sure we have the ample opportunity to celebrate the Queen's Platinum Jubilee next Thursday. That's the 2nd of June, as in the week after we're recording this, and Friday the 3rd of June have both been declared bank holidays. I suppose at this point we should play in the comedy cheer. It's quite possible that you and your neighbours are planning a street party or another royal-themed event. So, uh, Gabrielle, what's happening in your street um, over that weekend? I'm not aware of anything happening directly in my street, Andy. Um, I, for one, will be celebrating the Jubilee in the Lake District with my family and lots of bunting. Excellent. Well, we aren't closing the road where I live, but we've all agreed as neighbours to come together in our front gardens with our trestle tables and tuck into some sausage rolls and all the kind of things you'd have, like party food. I think it's going to be quite fun. We're we're doing what we did for the VE Day celebrations a couple of years ago in the middle of lockdown, and it worked quite well. And and actually, for the first time, we met some neighbours we've never, ever talked to. So that's the irony, I suppose. And will you be testing out your baking skills, Andy? Uh, Sadly not, because I would then be done by environmental health for poisoning everybody. Anyway, on that note, uh, we're not in charge of the roads, but our colleagues at North Yorkshire County Council have been working with local communities to close roads where possible and safe. We're operating a business-as-usual bin collection service in the week of the Platinum Jubilee long weekend and would really appreciate your help to ensure our wagons can still get down your street. We don't want to interrupt any street party nor delay the consumption of yummy cake, but getting rid of your rubbish, recycling or taking away the garden waste on time is our priority. So we thank you in advance for your cooperation there. Uh, While we're talking about rubbish, if you ever need to check your bin collection days, you can go to scarborough.gov.uk and click on the old style dustbin icon on the home page. And you might also want to consider signing up for our bin disruption text alerts from the homepage. Click or tap where it says bins, waste and recycling. The sign up link is the first thing you'll get to. You'll be aware that we face a climate emergency and that there is much we can do if we are to minimise the collective impact we have on our very fragile planet. Irrespective of the rising cost of energy, reducing our use of fossil fuels and tweaking our diets are two ways in which we can all do our bit. A third is cutting the amount of waste we generate or rubbish we throw away. Here at the council we provide a free recycling service at the curbside and our large blue bins means there's plenty of space to include items which can be reused. Many of our residents are awesome recyclers and help us by putting the right stuff into the blue bin and routinely rinsing or washing items before adding them to the recycling. 
However, we've recently noticed increasing amounts of items which contaminate the bin, whether that's nappies, wood, polystyrene, carrier bags, personal protective equipment such as face masks, plastic film and waste food should not be put in the recycling, please. These all need to go in the green bin for general rubbish. Blue bins containing the wrong materials affect the recycling process and they can't be accepted at the plant which sorts the waste. This means the contents of whole bins can sometimes be simply thrown away. We'd really appreciate it if you could carefully check what you put in your blue recycling bin. And if you're ever unsure about what should go in there, there's a handy what goes in my bin section on our website. Let's take a short break from news now and introduce you to a feature of this podcast which you can contribute to. In fact, it's not going to work without your input. We're calling it the Sounds of the Borough. If you're familiar with the principle of slow radio or you listen to Paddy O'Connell on BBC Radio 4 on a regular basis, you'll know what's coming. It goes without saying our borough is visually stunning, but this is a podcast and we also think it's audibly interesting too. And here's proof. Our first soundscape was recorded in South Bay by Barry York on holiday all the way from Australia. Gabrielle, having heard Barry's soundscape, what did you think? Well, yes, if I close my eyes, I can imagine myself in South Bay and especially um, the echo of the seagulls, which we do know, you know, as much as some people can find them a nuisance, they are also a very valued part of our seaside experience. Absolutely. You can't go to the seaside without the noise of a seagull. Well, if you would like to submit your own Sound of the Borough recording, please send it to podcasts at scarborough.gov.uk and we'll consider it for publication uh, in this podcast. We're recording this edition of Boroughcast when there's just under a month to go before we host the very prestigious Armed Forces Day national event in our borough. While the focus is, of course, on Scarborough for the main day, Filey and Whitby will be involved too. As many as 200,000 people are expected to flock to Scarborough on Saturday the 25th of June to say thank you for the contribution personnel from all three armed forces make every day and also pay tribute to the many veterans. Tony Randerson is a local councillor for Eastfield and holds a position on our cabinet, but he's also our armed forces champion. We asked Tony about his hopes for the national event, how the whole borough has a role to play and his role as Armed Forces champion. It'll be a, a, an absolutely fantastic boost to the town, especially after a, a, a terrible, terrible two or three years we've had with the pandemic. Uh, this will be the third time of asking to get the Armed Forces, National Armed Forces Day uh, underway. And personally, I can't wait, and I'm sure the rest of the, uh, the borough can't wait for it, not just Scarborough, but it's the whole of the, uh, the borough of Scarborough. Well, that's a good point. What can the rest of the borough expect from Armed Forces Day? Well, we're hoping uh, on the uh, lead up to the, the day in question uh, that uh, events will be taking place, some events will be taking place in, in both Fowley and Whitby, because we certainly don't want to leave the, our other seaside towns out of it. But the main focus is on Scarborough. You're the Council's Armed Forces champion. Can you just explain a little bit of what that entails? 
Yeah, and this is, it's vitally important, this, because I keep on saying it's not just about one day that we look after our armed forces veterans, because that's the, that's the role of the armed forces champion. It's ensuring our veterans are, they, uh, are well looked after, uh, helped and assisted as much as possible during the course of the year, not just one day, 365 days of the year. Uh, it's, it's my role to help and assist them as much as, as, much as I possibly can. Uh, Scarborough has signed up to the uh, Armed Forces co uh, Covenant. I think we're at Silver Award, if my memory serves me correct, which is brilliant. It is about 365 days a year, not just this one event. As brilliant an event it's going to be, it's not just about that one day. That was Councillor Tony Randerson, our Armed Forces champion. The senior military leader in charge of the Armed Forces Day national event is predicting a fantastic week of activity ahead of the 25th of June. He's a Yorkshireman as well, so that's good news. Commodore Phil Waterhouse is the lead planner for the Royal Navy, which has responsibility for the event this year. He admits two false starts when the pandemic forced the cancellation both in 2020 and last year has been frustrating, but he says it should be a case of third time lucky. Commodore Waterhouse says Scarborough's coastal location means he has greater scope to show off some of the Navy's hardware. It's hoped a destroyer and frigate may be moored in South Bay to complement the Army's land-based assets and the RAF's planned air displays, including, of course, the amazing Red Arrows. I asked Phil Waterhouse whether he was feeling the pressure as the national event day approached. Yes and no. I mean, I've got a fantastic team around me and the, the armed forces are known for their meticulous planning and, and execution of of the task. Um, I've also had the benefit of thinking about this for three years now, of course, because uh, pre-pandemic uh, Scarborough was awarded the national event, which is a, a huge honour in its own right. And, you know, these, these accolades such as running the national day aren't given out lightly and, and well done Scarborough and the surrounding area for, for both bidding for and winning um, the National Day. Um, but it really has been, from, from minute one, as soon as we found out, it's been a collective effort between Scarborough Borough Council, um, the Royal Navy as a lead service, uh, but also the other two services, and of course everybody else that's been involved. Uh, Scarborough always has a very, very good Armed Forces Day. And in, and in fact, it's been one of the things I've been very careful not to do is to come in as the, the mighty Royal Navy, the British Army and the Royal Air Force and say, this year we're doing it this way. Um, because, you know, we, we move along and, and, and we hope that Scarborough picks up and delivers to the manner in which they do from next year onwards as well. 2022, of course, is a massive year for the military, not least because of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. So what's it like to actually plan something like this? I know it's not on the scale of the Platinum Jubilee, but it's pretty big in its own right. If we gave you, for instance, a blank sheet of paper to start off, what's, what's the first thing that gets written down? Uh, do it well and do it for the people that we're, we're doing it for. Uh, you're absolutely right, Queen's Platinum Jubilee, but also um, Falklands 40 uh, commemorations as well. And and this year, we, the Royal Navy is the lead organisation for the Tinwald opening over in the Isle of Man, so it's a busy time for us in the regional command. Um, I, I think Armed Forces Day National is, is, is it's such a celebration of what the Armed Forces deliver, but also what, what we do more broadly. So the first thing I write down and the thing that I continually remind my excellent team is that we're here to celebrate and commemorate the breadth of the armed forces family and that's everyone from regulars clearly 
but also reservists, our wonderful cadets. You know, we've got something in the region of 10,000 cadets just in the, in the local region of various types, Army cadets, Sea cadets, CCF. Um, but also our veterans, we, we must, must make sure that our veterans are involved. But the thing that, um, as somebody who's been in the Navy for 40 years this year, that I think is really important about the Covenant and Armed Forces Day is that we, we celebrate and, and thank our families as much as we celebrate and thank the regular and reserve personnel. Commodore Phil Waterhouse were to listen to a longer version of that interview and the one with Councillor Randerson, visit scarborougharmedforcesday.co.uk. This is Borough Scarborough-born rugby union player Zoe Aldcroft has been honoured for her sporting achievements at a special civic reception. She was joined at Town Hall in Scarborough by her family, former teammates, the borough mayor and invited guests, where she was presented with an engraved vase. Zoe, who's now 25, started playing age nine at Scarborough Rugby Union Football Club, where her brother Jonathan also played. She went on to play for Moulton Girls, West Park Leeds, and has also represented Yorkshire at under-15s level before stints in Darlington and Gloucester. In April last year, she was crowned World Rugby Women's 15s Player of the Year to mark her captaincy of the England side on her 25th birthday. And it was a fantastic honour to welcome Zoe to Town Hall. Sounds like a very talented young lady. And an inspiration for many young women and girls, I think, as well. Definitely. The Mayor's Community Fund charity paid out £5,500 this month in support of 11 of the borough's good causes. The groups and organisations rely on charitable donations to continue the excellent work they do in their local communities. In a special presentation at Scarborough Town Hall, the Mayor and Mayoress of the Borough of Scarborough, Councillor Eric Broadbent and Lynn Broadbent, handed over cheques to the YMCA Scarborough, Scarborough and District Disablement Action Group, Scarborough Sixth Form College, Speak Out Community Support Group, Dalesman Singers, the First Scarborough Scout Group, Whitby Hidden Impairment Support and Help, Scarborough and District Scout Council Cub Section, and also North Yorkshire Majorettes. And Yorkshire Coast Site Support and Scarborough Theatre Company also received cheques, but were unable to attend the formal presentation. The photo looked great. I love the comedy oversized checks that everyone was holding in the photo on our website. If you want to see it, go to scarborough.gov.uk. Well, that's it for this edition of BoroughCast. Before we go, let's quickly look ahead to next month's podcast, which we're going to publish in three weeks' time, slightly earlier than we'd planned. It's because we'll have more news on the Armed Forces Day national event on the 25th of June. We'll also tell you about how we're responding to the climate emergency by switching our vehicles to run on used vegetable oil and we could be featuring your borough soundscape too. In the meantime, thank you for listening. From Gabrielle and I, goodbye. goodbye. For more news and information about the services we provide, visit scarborough.gov.uk.